a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Former President Barack Obama and President Biden were reunited at the White House today. It's the first time President Barack Obama had been back to the White House. In almost five years. So, was this old home week or was this about the future? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So, this was a very interesting uh, set of meetings and public appearances today. Again, the former president, Barack Obama, returning to his old stomping ground at the White House. And the focus was on health care and the Affordable Care Act. And if you listen to those inside the White House, this was also uh, about how to move things forward with a White House that is struggling uh, in the polls and eyeing a very difficult midterm election as the first midterm election always is for any president of any party. Uh, and so I want to go through a little bit of what happened uh, and some of the exchanges here. So if you think about it in terms of what is the messaging strategy, what are you trying to convey? What are you trying to do? Uh, many inside the White House have been saying that this was an opportunity to showcase the results, the outcomes of some of the policies uh, during the Obama administration that President Biden obviously worked on and was part of. And hoping to get a little bit of that reference uh, light and reflection there of, of things that the American people have come to appreciate. Some of those portions of the Affordable Health Care Act that people agree with and are grateful for. Things like the pre-existing conditions and your children being able to stay on your insurance until age 26. Some of those kinds of things. Uh, I think there was a, a challenge early on. Uh, in the exchange today as they came out uh, after they had uh, had lunch together, had uh, had their private meetings uh, and took to the podium. Again, one of the things that I think was a challenge was the the former president was was very relaxed and very comfortable. And we've talked about this before. You have to be careful about crowd surfing. Uh, if if you think everything's going your way and you're kind of playing to the crowd or the audience a little bit, that's when gaffes tend to happen. Uh, I think President Obama, uh, trying to be good-natured, obviously feeling very relaxed in the White House atmosphere, uh, began by saying, it's great to see Vice President Harris and Vice President Biden. And that was an attempt at an applause line, at a, a little bit of good-natured humor. Uh, but it completely undermined, I think, the purpose for why President Biden invited his former boss back to the White House. Uh, he was there to shore up confidence in President Biden, to uh, jazz things up a little bit. He's a, he's a great communicator, and he wants a little bit of that splash and glow uh, to go on to President Biden, who is struggling, connecting with the, the voters right now. Uh, but instead, the focus shifted back to President Obama. 
And that's that's the mistake uh, is if you can't have that referent power and if you can't step aside and say, okay, this is you're all lucky that Joe Biden is the president. That should have been the message from Barack Obama today. Uh, But take a listen. The former president uh, said that the Affordable Care Act was his proudest accomplishment when in office. uh, So he had to show up today to celebrate it uh, and hear President Biden announce some new actions to build on it. But nothing made me prouder than providing better health care and more protections to millions of people across this country. So when President Biden said he was not going to just celebrate the ACA, but also announce actions that would make it even better, I had to show up. So President Obama spent a a significant chunk of, of his remarks uh, talking about what he did in office, his work on the Affordable Care Act, uh, his accomplishment. And so I don't think that portion of it was particularly helpful to the Biden administration in terms of, of what the reality is and what they're what they're facing right now. Uh, President Biden acknowledged that uh, this was his former boss's uh, first time back at the White House since leaving uh, and praised him uh, for his work on the Affordable Care Act. Look, it's fitting that the first time you return to the White House is to celebrate a law, a law that's transforming millions of lives because of you. And I say because of you. You had a lot of help, the staff, and I helped a little bit. But it's because of you. A law that shows hope leads to change. And you did that. You did it. Let's be honest. The Affordable Care Act has been called a lot of things. But Obamacare is the most fitting. So, again, interesting line of comments from President Biden. Uh, He was talking about the heroic work of President Obama, that he willed this thing through, that it should be Obamacare uh, as the most fitting uh, name for the Affordable Care Act, Uh, said that he helped a little bit. Uh, so, again, from a messaging standpoint, I, I think it was a little bit of a miss. It just seemed a little confusing to me in terms of are we trying to to honor President Obama and his work for that? Are we trying to validate uh, President Biden and what he did then and what he's trying to do now? Uh, so, again, purely communication strategy standpoint, it was a little confusing to me. Uh, then, of course, uh, President Obama flipped the switch. Uh, and and I think finally shifted gears into what the purpose of all of this was and started to praise President Biden for the action he was going to take to improve it. It required us to continually build on it and make it better. And President Biden understands that. And that's what he's done since the day he took office. As part of the American Rescue Plan, he lowered the cost of health care even further for millions of people. He made signing up easier made outreach to those who didn't know they could get covered, make sure that they knew, made that a priority. And as a result of these actions, he helped a record 14.5 million Americans get covered during the most recent enrollment period. So interesting uh, how this played out. The president then announced uh, his new executive order. I'm going to sign an executive order building on one of those that I signed last year. It directs federal agencies to continue everything in their power, everything in their power to expand quality and affordable health care coverage, making it easier for people to enroll in and keep their coverage. 
helping people better understand their coverage options and to pick, to be able to pick the best option for that family. Taking steps to strengthen benefits, lower costs, and expand eligibility. Protecting Americans from low-quality coverage that can lead to a mountain of medical debt. And then finally, uh, President Biden said that he would be fixing uh, this family glitch uh, in the Affordable Care Act. Important part. And separately, it's time to fix what we refer to as the family glitch. And here's the problem. Under the current rules, a working mom is told as long as she can afford employer-based coverage for herself, she can't qualify for premium subsidies to afford coverage for her family. Cover her, but not her family. We're working to change that. Once today's proposed rule is finalized, starting next year, working families in America will get the help they need to afford full family coverage. So again, all of that took place at the White House today. Uh, and again, if you, if you focus on just a policy component to it, say, okay, uh, great. Whether you love the Affordable Care Act or you hate the Affordable Care Act or you love executive orders or you hate executive orders, uh, all, all of that aside, uh, the, the messaging got a little muddled uh, in all of this. And, and again, uh, many of the White House sources uh, and folks in Washington were really looking at this as an opportunity for the former president to really shed some light uh, on the current president. Uh, and I think he missed that uh, because he kept coming back to what he had done and his accomplishments. And so I don't know that it advanced the ball in terms of President Joe Biden, uh, but the policy we can have a very different discussion about. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSLH Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.